you the quantum mechanics? Yes, we are the quantum mechanics. We're the paranormal podcast for the believers, the doubters, and everyone in between. And Ben, I don't know if I want to tell you this or not. Um, do? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be a lot of dead air if I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had another job, and I kind of don't want to tell you or the people listening because I kind of feel people will start thinking I'm making it up, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked previously about, you know, some of those weird coincidences I've had on that drive past a certain area. Yeah. I've had lots of music ones, skidding in the car, lots of stuff happening. And we'd recorded last week's episode and I did that drive probably about an hour and a half after we'd finished recording and we'd been talking about my previous job that had happened there. And I'm driving, it was quite a warm day that day, and I was driving with the windows open, and I got to that same spot, uh, and my wife was with me, and then I felt something hit me in the face. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? You know you're a bit swervy when you get surprised like that. I said, was that, it was big, it was big. Was it a bird? What was it? And she said, oh no, no, it's by your feet. It was just, it's just a leaf. It's just a leaf. Don't freak out. So we carried on driving and then the leaf kind of (laughs) flew up again and it was a massive dragonfly about the size of my hand that had... I've never seen one that big before. Yeah, it was massive and it had flown in while I was driving at the very spot I've had all the other jots and hit me in the face, swerved a little bit. I mean, we we were fine. Um, And then, yeah, as we drove on, it kind of flew up again and we had to pull over to the side of the road and get it out of the car. But it was so weird. Same spot again. Because to remind people, that is the same spot where you had a skid on ice and then you had the lyrics. Yeah, the, the pandas are skating on very thin, thin ice, if you understand me, not once, if you don't, not twice, which is a world party song. Yeah. And then I had, I'd got a new CD player here a few weeks ago and I'd been listening to a couple of kind of random tracks, very old tracks. And then I jumped into my car and my iPod's got loads of tracks on it. And it just happened to play both of the tracks I'd been listening to before I came out at that same spot of the road where the other incident happened. And then on the way back, it played the second song at that spot, which was really weird. Uh, And the one I was talking about last week was after we'd recorded the episode on the Ringmakers of Saturn. Yeah. I picked up my son, which is on that drive. wasn't at that spot, but I picked him up from school and said, how was your day? And he said, oh, do you know that it rains diamonds on Saturn? Mm, mm. So it's always in that, usually in that one spot, but certainly on that one drive that I've had, what, what's that now? That's like four weird incidents, right? Yeah, the universe is trying to tell you something. I know. I even, I, I started getting a bit freaked. I, I thought I'd better look up what a dragonfly means. I think in kind of spirit spiritualistic terms a dragonfly is supposed to mean kind of change or progress or something like that so i took it as a good omen i was glad i didn't look it up and it said imminent <laughs> death or anything all that either that or it was like a reincarnated dead relative yeah and they just back. chose the wrong thing it's like in in ghostbusters like don't think of you know the what you want to uh, manifest and he manifests the marshmallow man maybe that happened in the the other world and like some great 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 grandmother came back to you as a dragonfly and was pretty annoyed to smash into your face well the other weird thing about it and again i was kind of a little bit strange we'd recorded and my computer on my desk 
I, I've got a what they call a DAC, a, a, a digital analog converter, rather than use the audio from the computer. And it's a little USB thing that plugs into the back of the computer. And it's called a dragonfly. And I'd been fiddling with that before <laughs> I'd gone out, which, again, I'm sure is just a complete coincidence, but it was quite weird. It does make you think. Like, I know I keep going on about living in a simulation, but... yeah. I reckon whoever's playing this version of the game is having a laugh with you. Well, I, and, and like I said, I'm not like overly saying, I'm not drawing any conclusion to it, but I'm getting to the point now because I do that drive a lot, obviously, because I go and pick up my son quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm getting to the point where I get to that point of the drive and I'm almost waiting for something to happen. It's really odd. Okay, I keep saying it, but I will go and drive because I know where it is and... Um, is where I often take my dog for a walk down that road. Yeah, so. I'm, I, I've even started thinking I might just research, see if there's any research about that area. You know, like we did when we did Nikki's story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we uh, researched Ilma, which is is near here. Um, I was thinking I might just do a bit of digging around and see if there's anything weird that has happened there, you know, historically, or, you know, just try and find some connection. Maybe it's a portal area or something. Yeah, weird. Well, I hope I don't disappear. The school will be going, he hasn't turned up. Oh, he's disappeared in that portal again, hasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) And you'll come back as a dragonfly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, you've changed. Listening to some great music. (laughs) Well, look, talking about um, strange portal areas... That is kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Oh, you're really. just doing this to freak me out, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like a good segue. Yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only mildly tenuous. All right. But w- this is something, um, quite often what I try and do is find things that I haven't, I didn't know about before because I like that joy of discovery and I think um, that comes out more when you talk about it, you know, on, on the air. This is something that I did know about, but I wanted to talk about it as a as a story because I can't stop thinking about it and it fascinates me. And this is staircases in the woods. Right. And so I, this is a ridiculous phenomena really. And the first time somebody wrote about it that I can find is sort of the mid 2010s to 15s, but I'm going to be referring to a particular set of postings on Reddit from 2015. Okay. But the idea is, um, and this posting is about America, but as you'll see, they are global as well. You're walking through the woods um, many miles away from the nearest conurbation or even um, road, and you come across a perfectly manicured staircase. So we're not just talking about like a derelict set of stone stairs. We're talking wooden and carpeted sometimes. And that in itself is terrifying, I think. It's something really surreal about just just picturing that in my head because I'd not heard of this phenomenon. I just, yeah, that sounds terrifying and intriguing. There's something about seeing something out so out of place like that that is, is quite weird. Yeah. Really weird. And... The other thing about it is that the the person who's originally writing this, he start it, it, he only mentions it as part of the story. So it sort of blends into. Are you familiar with the David Politis missing four one one? Those book the books are, uh, are harder to get hold of in the UK, but there's a great film um, uh, that he has made, which is accessible on most of the streamers in the UK at least. 
And the idea is, so he started investigating people who went missing in the national parks of America and their peculiar circumstances around their disappearance. I'm not going to go through... We've talked about this before on the podcast, haven't yeah, we? we have, we yeah, we have. quite a bit. I remember we did... Did we do a whole episode on it? God, we've done no. so many now. I know we, did, we have talked about it. We have talked about it. No, I think because I thought to do it justice, you really need David on the show. And David has been on so many other shows and he's a busy man and i thought well look let's you know there are i am investigating so because there are people who are looking into this in the uk and that is something i've got my eye on um but the the idea with those cases is that um you know people go missing in the blink of an eye and then they're found in very unlikely circumstances usually dead yeah um much later on and so this this is kind of what this person starts talking about. So in this thread on Reddit, as I say, from 2015, it is purportedly written by a search and rescue officer in the US. And it comes across as, um, it looks like it is a man, but he won't say who he works for or where he works. Well, we know who he works for, but um, who he doesn't mention any names or anything because he says he will get into trouble in fact in the very first post he makes um he's talking about this um he says this is like the weirdest story that i have so he's talking about all these other cases of missing people so that's where it sort of comes into the missing form one stuff but he right. says the weirdest story that i've got um is about these staircases in the woods and he says i've been told not to talk about it um by our superiors um and at this point, everyone's gotten so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore, which in itself is like a weird thing. And he says just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. And he, this is a direct quote, he says, it's almost like if you took the stairs of, if you're in your house, cut them out and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, and it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go back and check them out, but I was told very emphatically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. So, so there's multiple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not just a one-off. It's not just you know a one-off sighting. So, no. How, sorry. How? How? What did he say? Every what? How how often do they they're placed? He say. Well, he says I'm talking thirty or forty miles. At some point, we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. Wow! And before anybody says, "Ah, this thread," I know this thread. It was um, it's on a fictional forum. No, it isn't. The forum at the moment where this the the Reddit the subreddit where this is on does now host some fictional material but this is at a time when it was only true stories and what is also the reason why i think this has credibility is that some of the other stories that he talks about in terms of missing people you can check those out and it does ring true those those cases exist so So is he i mean you'll probably get onto this so if i'm jumping ahead let me know but no no so he is he is making a connection between missing people and appearances of these weird staircases in the woods. Uh, well, he's not going that far. He's not going 
that far, but he then does, as you'll find out, he does tell us what happens when some people do go up okay. the staircases. But it does make you think there's something weird going on. And yeah. I am going to tell you a little story about um, a missing person because this is something that he brings up and I think it's sort of pertinent to the staircases. Um, but what's interesting is after he posts this first um, this first sort of analysis of um, the, the staircases in the woods stories, some people come back and say, um, look, during the gold rush, there were loads and loads of structures built all over the national parks and particularly, um, you know, out in the boonies um, and in New England, some more, more rural states, somebody says, it's not at all impossible to find old foundations, cellars and even short staircases because they, if they were constructed well, some of the rest of the building may have been either, you know, salvaged for wood for something else or just fallen down, but the staircases invariably remain. And that is a, is a really good point, I think. Yeah. But, and I think that, you know, if you, if you Google staircases in the woods, you will find a lot of um, what look like dilapidated um old stairs and steps and in fact there's a really famous one because a lot of people will say oh this is related to there's a there's a story about this widower who built basically a party castle out in the woods uh which had stone staircases and um, a wooden structure and you could still go and see the 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 staircases and um, some of the substructure that was built out of stone but that isn't what we're talking about here though it is true those are staircases in the woods but what this person is referring to very specifically are regular regularly occurring manicured well-built stairs he very clearly says that it's like someone took them out of your house but it's also sounding like they move (laughs) i.e they move location because I would assume if you'd found one in the woods, you you know, and you're out there, you'd have some kind of GPS or logging of where you were. Yeah. And you'd go, hey, come and have a look at this weird thing. You know, it almost you could see it becoming a tourist attraction as much as anything else. So they must appear and disappear, right, like a portal. Well, that is a very good point. I hadn't thought of that. But yes, that is probably the case. So the, the, the sort of the part of the story that... Um, talks about that is when he says you know as sar search and rescue officers they've been specifically told not to talk about them and the other thing that he says is like when he's talking about being 30 or 40 miles away from anywhere it's because he's on a search and rescue mission so i suppose the other argument is that people wouldn't find them because they would they shouldn't and wouldn't be walking that part of the right so so normal people wouldn't find them but you would yeah. think if you were him you'd, yeah you'd note down where the location yeah, yeah. was and you know god if i found one of them i can't be ben come on we got, get in the car we're going to have a look at it you've got to see this thing, i know right? i know uh, i i completely agree um but then the, the i as i said while i was going through all of his his posts i was literally i was just going for the staircase bits but um then I saw this story, which um, he, this is like part of his second post. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is interesting. So he, he describes how um, a mother and her three kids are out for a picnic in an area of the park, which is apparently by a lake. 
the kids are six, five, and three. And she's watching them. They're just having um, a general picnic. They are about two or three miles into the wood, and it's a very clearly established trail. This is like us going, you know, there's loads of woods around here. They all have established trails, don't they? You wouldn't, you wouldn't feel like unsafe taking small kids down one of those trails. It's yep. just, you know, it's, it, you're not going to get lost. It's what you do. It is what you do. Um, so she says that she turns around and for four or five seconds she's not looking. Her five-year-old son vanishes and she can't see him anywhere. So she thinks, oh, he's stepped off the trail. He's probably gone for a wee, something like that. Um, and she asks the other two kids where they went and <laughs> this is the bit where you go oh uh proper uh goosebumps they say to her that a big man with a scary face came out of the woods next to them and took the kid's hand and led him into the trees and what is also particularly weird is that the two remaining kids don't seem that upset in fact she says it's like they've been drugged so you've got this real um strange scenario where the people who witness it 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 reminds me a little bit of um like ufo cases you know where um people sometimes say that they have witnessed um a a ufo flying or even in some cases they've had a close encounter with a being but rather than having the urge to run and go and tell the local newspaper they just go back to bed yeah um it's like they they're under a spell um and that that is what happens here um and that's that's very similar with those other stories in the woods isn't it i i I remember i think the documentary you were talking about earlier i think i've seen that and there was there was an example of a mother who had a similar thing with her child there again just one second there one second gone right yeah that's exactly right yeah it is literally in the blink of an eye um so any, anyway, she starts looking around for this kid and at, what, at some point she thinks she can even hear him replying to her shouting. The search and rescue team get involved and they start the search and they, according to this guy, they span miles and never find a single trace of the kid. Dogs don't pick up the scent. They don't find any clothing. They don't find any broken bushes. Anything that would signify a child being there. Um, they even suspect the mother for a while, but he says she's so distraught. It's very clear very quickly that it's nothing to do with her. And he said this goes on for ages. Um, So weeks and weeks with volunteer help, but eventually the search peters out and he says, like, they have to move on. But uh, researchers, volunteers do keep searching in their sort of spare time, as, as you would imagine. And then sadly one day they get this call to say that a body has been found and needs to be recovered. But when the location comes in, everyone thinks, oh, it's not this kid because it's 15 miles from the site where he vanished. Right. And when they get there, sure enough, there is the body of a kid there um, and they determine it is this five-year-old. So 15 miles away, there's this kid and it's up a slope and it's in a place where they say nobody would um, think to look. Uh it's at the base, so basically where he finds his body, he's at the base of a tall, describes it, a tall rocky slope, and halfway up he sees this clothing, and through the binoculars he can detect that it's a boy, 
and his body is stuffed in a little opening in the rock and he realizes the color of the kid's shirt because they've got the the pictures from the day he went missing that it's it's likely to be this kid because it's wearing the same colored shirt and when the search and rescue are called in to go and recover this body it takes them an hour to get his body down this slope because it's so steep and so difficult to so such difficult terrain to get over and not only was he 15 miles away from where he'd started not only is he up this treacherous slope he hasn't got a scratch on him he hasn't got any shoes or socks on and his feet aren't damaged or dirty and this is a this is a recurring thing in the david polides stuff that um because there was i remember from the other documentary there was some talk about you know small kids being snatched by like wildcats big big wildcats and kind of which would explain differences in location but then you would expect you know things to be ripped and 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 damage on on the body and stuff so that that doesn't really hang as a concept in this in this scenario how terrifying for the mother terrible for the mother though oh yeah yeah no oh. it, it is it is and it's so curious and so he doesn't really say okay this is as a direct result you know the staircases in this aren't necessarily connected but at the same time there's this is this is in in the weirdness of it all um and then after telling that story he comes on to another tale which he's relating from a colleague who's been working in um search and rescue for uh for seven years longer than the author of this piece and um he describes having an experience where he first encountered the stairs and his trainer told him pretty much the same thing as the author's trainer did which is never go near them touch them or ascend them and for the first year he absolutely obeyed that um but apparently one day his curiosity got the better of him and on one call he broke away from the line and went to go and check out a set of them apparently they were 10 miles from the path where a teenage girl had vanished and um he described them as looking like they were from a new house because the carpeting was pristine and white. And he says, when he's, as he got closer to this staircase, he didn't feel um, anything weird or strange about it. And so he says when um, he gets closer to it, he starts touching the carpet and realises, yeah, that is proper, that's proper carpet, that is. And he starts climbing them. And he said it was terrifying because everyone had told him not to do not this. To. Like, this is literally what he shouldn't do. But you would, though, wouldn't you? You yeah. know what I mean? If you, It's kind of a hard thing not to ignore, you know. You're just going to go, oh, I've seen a few of these, I've got to. You just would, wouldn't you? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, of course, I mean, I would. But bearing in mind he's on a rescue mission where a teenage girl has gone missing. Right, he's supposed to be doing other stuff. He's supposed to be doing other stuff, but also... The, you know, if if you find a weird staircase in the woods and you're looking for a missing person, I would be thinking, look, these these two things they right. could be related, yeah. and I wouldn't be doing this. But he gets he gets up it and he says like um, he says he was half expecting that something like really weird would happen, like he'd be teleported to a different dimension or something. But nothing happens, and he gets to the top step, 
Um, but he says he feels like he's doing something um, really, really wrong. But then he realizes that he can't hear anything anymore. So not that his, there's something wrong with his hearing, but it's this, this Oz effect that we sometimes hear about when um, there's a, a, something of high strangeness happening. So the sounds of the forest are gone. Um, he can't hear, there's no birds, there's no wind. And he says he starts feeling like there's something very oppressive and terrible. It, it's almost like it's the beginnings of like a, a panic attack. Right. And so he climbs down and rejoins the search and doesn't tell anybody what he's done. But he said the weirdest part comes afterwards um, because his uh, trainer is waiting for him back at the search and rescue center. And um, he corners this guy and his trainer, he says he's got this face of pure anger on him. And he says, you went up them, didn't you? And this guy says, you know, this, he, he knew. It wasn't a question. He, he knew what he'd done. And um, he asked how he knew. And the trainer just shook his head. And he says, because we didn't find her, the dogs lost her scent. And he says, well, what's that got to do with anything? And the trainer says, well, how long have you been on the stairs? And the guy says, well, no longer than a minute. And this trainer gives him this really awful, dead-eyed look and told him that if he ever went up another set of stairs again, he'd be fired immediately. And the trainer walks away and never answered any of the questions that this guy was asking him. <laughs> and that wow. is... Now, look, that does sound... Reddit is full of yeah. fictional stories, but again... If that is a fictional story, it's beautifully interleaved into some yeah. real accounts. So, goodness knows what, but that's it, it, either a beautiful piece of creative writing, creative writing, or something really terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and also, if I was thinking earlier when you were talking about the disappearance and the finding the body of the the small boy. It's like it's quite a dark place to go to to kind of pass off as a genuine story when it's actually fiction right oh yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah i mean that second one you read i kind of yeah i could see that but you know posting a story about you know a boy going missing and being found dead at that age is quite dark if you're making it up and trying to pass it off as real I absolutely think. yeah yeah i guess i guess there are some dark people in terms of you know, there must be people out there on the internet that do that, but yeah, it seems a bit much. But yeah, wow. So, so can I go? Yeah. Does he say so? When he he says he gets to the top of the stairs, and the only thing that really changes the it's almost like a, a muffling or disappearing of the kind of ambient sound around him. Yeah. Did did he? Because it's funny. As soon as you mentioned the stairs, maybe it's just my imagination running away myself. I kind of assumed it kind of the top stairs being into some kind of void or you know bright light it's almost that's you'd almost trope trope-esque view of what that might be as yeah. some portal into something else but he doesn't describe any of that it's just he no. gets to the top of the stairs and he's at the top of the stairs yeah but he's expecting that he's expecting that he's going to fall into another dimension or yeah. indeed he says i was expecting a ufo to come and whip me away um sort of a little bit like that scene in um, life of brian i suppose <laughs> but um so if you ask 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 the question what really happens if you climb them 
there is another story here okay. about climbing there. All right. Yep. I am going to ask that question. Okay. <laughs> so this uh, this same this same author now he says he's out on a call with a rookie. I love the word rookie. That's such an American word we've never used the word rookie in the uk yeah. at all um so uh, a trainee and an apprentice sar but as it's written rookie by, is better isn't it i'll, I'll go with rookie yeah go, um, go with rookie let's embrace it it feels very inauthentic coming out of my mouth <laughs> but basically i'm telling you the story as all, as, our, all our american listeners will be laughing every time <laughs> we say rookie now <laughs> rookie make it sound like a chess move Rob. it does sound like a chess move doesn't it yeah or a tiny rook <laughs> oh he's rookied me <laughs> straight in the rookies um so he says, uh, seven years ago, he's out on a call with, with, a, with this rookie. And they go to this area of the woods where there's loads of strange reports. So um, like lights in the forest, odd noises, things like that. And uh, he says the rookie's completely spooked. And apparently he's talking about, um, he wouldn't stop talking about the goat man, which if you're, if you're a rookie in search of rescue... I do think it's a bit odd going out with somebody who's training you and keep going, what about the goat man? Like, you'd be like, really? <laughs> Surely you'd be talking about, like, have I got my GPS yeah. trigger thing on properly? Are these the right shoes I should be wearing? Not, where's the goat man? I mean, he's not seven years old, presumably. But anyway, he keeps going about the goat man. And um, uh, apparently I just told him to shut up and walk. Yeah, this is the author speaking, not me. I didn't do that. And uh, he says, we crested a little ridge and there's this staircase about 10 yards ahead. And the rookie stops dead in his tracks and just stands there looking at them. And uh, he says to him, look, I told you there was stuff to be scared of. And the rookie just goes, well, what the hell are these doing out here? And so rather than like just try and cover it up, which is what had happened to him, he says, well, look, I opened up and I told him the truth or what I've been told is the truth. Um, I could have gotten into a lot of trouble, he says, for, for doing that. But, you know, you're a nice guy. I don't want you to get into trouble. I want you to stop looking into this. So um, this this guy won't shut up about it. He's like, you've got to tell me. You've got to tell me what's going on here. And he goes, right. Okay, fine. Um, he says, right, I'll tell you everything that I can think of. And then we're never going to talk about this again i'll tell you some things that people have told me and i don't want to hear from this again and i if you tell anybody that i've told you this i'm gonna deny it so he says as far as we know the stairs have been there as long as the parks have existed we've got records going back decades that describe them sometimes people go up them and nothing happens other times and he says look i shouldn't tell you this but really bad stuff happens I saw one guy get his hand cl sliced clean off when he got to the top step. He reached out to touch a tree branch and it happened so fast. One second his hand was there, the next it was gone. Completely clean wound. We didn't find his hand. The guy nearly died. Another time, a woman touched one of the stairs and a blood vessel in her brain exploded. Literally exploded like a water balloon. Dropped down dead. Um... He further goes on to explain to this rookie, look, we warn people not to go anywhere near them, but there's always at least one idiot who does. And even if nothing happens to them, something bad always happens. So, like, 
it, you know, it, it's cause, there's a cause and effect. And so this is what was talked about in the previous story. He, he went up the staircase and this kid goes, his kid isn't recovered. Yeah. He says, like, someone will die the next day, um, cut in half in a completely safe part of the park. I don't know why, but something bad always happens. I don't know exactly why they're out here. It doesn't matter. They're here, and if we were smart, we'd tell our new officers exactly what they're capable of, but we don't, but that's why I'm telling you. It's funny, while you're talking about that, I've just got the Philadelphia experiment going through my mind. Mm. Time, yes. yeah, that kind of, you know, quantum stuff, time time slips, all, all that's going... It, it, that, that, you know, the hand disappearing, all that kind of thing, just, it feels very Philadelphia experiment, doesn't it? It, it feels incredibly Philadelphia experiment. Um, but it also feels weirdly like... You know how we were just, like, at the beginning, joking about simulation theory? This is almost like... You know, sometimes in a video game, a computer, a character can't get past a certain point because there's a problem with the code? Yeah. It's like whoever coded the forest, they cut and paste some code from building houses yeah. to make something happen and there's a bit of code in there which keeps going wrong and generates staircases and like for some one reason or another they just haven't got round to debugging it yeah 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 that's yeah that do, it does sound suspiciously similar to that yeah but like if it was all from this one reddit thread then i think and you could you could just put it down to that's a lovely piece of creative writing and also because there aren't like there are pictures of staircases in woods but not really the ones that we're talking about here those really creepy freshly carpeted yeah ones i was i i was thinking about that i was thinking if there is a real if you come across these things quite regularly as he's saying and you know everyone's told to resist the temptation to climb up them you'd still think someone would take a photo of it though oh yeah you totally and him so. you know what i mean if he's curious enough to climb up it you'd think i mean i don't know what what when this is this in the age of mobile phones or well i guess it's yeah the yeah internet. the post yeah. is from 2015 yeah right? so you would think he would have a phone on him at least to you would, wouldn't you? You'd take a snap. I, I, yeah, I think I think you would. I think you would. But uh, I also think that it is... It's not something that is... If it was just about the parks in the States, then and it was just from this one author, then I think I would probably dismiss it and I would sort of present this piece as a... Look, this is a... This is not something that I think we should believe in, but it's a really cool story. And then I started looking around, and it really isn't the only right. story about it. I came across this one. Um, it's just a it's an account that is called the Vanishing Staircase, and it comes from um, the forties. And this is from a man who claims to work um, with the CDC as an infectious disease specialist, and um, he is initially talking about how. In the 1940s, after the Roswell crash, there were reports of um, animal mutilations. And, yeah, we sort of know all about those. And you go, well, what's that got to do with anything? But he says the CDC was called in to assist in the investigation of these. And it was only supposed to last, like, a couple of weeks. But, in fact, it went on for six months. And during that time, 
and the people working in the field reported weird stares that were giving off some type of frequency. They stationed their campsite about 30 metres away from the stairs and spent the night. And when they woke up, the stairs had moved. On the ground where the staircase had been was a dark black spot that appeared burnt. He continues, Next two days, the staircase reappeared, but 50 metres away. They decided to do some readings and tried to sample part of the staircase, but the wood structure staircase was harder than steel. None of it could be chipped off for sampling. Although the investigators determined that the stairs emitted a frequency, they couldn't figure out why or who was receiving it. Six days later, the stairs vanished. Now, that made me think differently about it. So that is a story that is completely unrelated to uh, our original poster. But that brings me more onto an alien theory yeah so we know from other accounts that sometimes aliens like to pretend things are something else so um i've been hearing stories and reading stories for years about you know someone um stops at a truck stop in in the desert and they go and buy a cup of coffee and they can't really remember what happened but under hypnosis oh well the uh, the guy who served her coffee had strangely large black eyes and right. for some reason she went into the back room and had an anal probe you know that sort of stuff you know like, well it feels like that is probably a, 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 an alien spacecraft pretending to be something earthly that, that, that that's a hell of a coffee stamp isn't yeah. it by five get, get an anal probe free <laughs> i was impressed by the way i managed to just casually throw yeah. an anal probe yeah in, i wasn't but... letting you get away with that <laughs> um but that, that to me feels like maybe what this case is, I'm not saying all of them, but this case from the 40s, if they're investigating cases around Roswell, is there some sort of um, like an alien device which is programmed to turn, to make people perceive something that is not there but covering something else up? Yeah, or something that's familiar Yes. Yeah, in, in, in their mind, something it, yeah. that looks familiar, even though they maybe not even realise it's out of place. The other thing I thought about while you were talking about it is, you know, that, that old kind of Star Trek classic of cloaking devices, mm. that if you've got a UFO with a cloaking device, but if you let the stairs down, maybe that doesn't get covered up. That was going through my mind. Yes. Because yeah. that would look weird and look like it was just in the middle of nowhere. Yes, uh, I completely agree. But but also, I suppose if you are an alien and um, you're trying to come up with something to disguise who you are and what you are doing there, you may not. You know, I don't. How, how am I? How can I describe this right? You you might just think, well, people have staircases, therefore disguising this thing, whatever it is, as a staircase, is going to be absolutely fine. Do you, do you think this because we talked about this story last week about the the flying and parking van a ban in Chateau Neuf de Pap region for UFOs? Maybe this is where this technology comes from. It's like it's, we're going to carry on getting our nice wine in Chateau Neuf de Pap. We're going to have to we're going to have to have some way of getting out of the craft, but being as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah, we'll just turn it into a staircase. I told you this isn't France; it's bloody America. What are we doing here? <laughs> But this, like this, would also make sense for people who. So that idea that sometimes people 
believe that they've seen a particularly large owl, but actually that is yeah. a screen memory. Yeah, yeah. You've got to wonder, and and it's obviously not a physical thing because they he says you can't chip the wood off there. But look, this isn't the only one. Um, the last story about staircases I could find was this is uh, this was on a site and it's. Uh, the reference to it, it's entitled The Ghostly Staircase in Sweden. So, of course, I had to check this out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's enough. <laughs> Say no more. Just everyone at home listening, just make up any story you want from that. <laughs> that's the greatest title ever. What was it again? Say again. The Ghostly Staircase in Sweden. Yeah. And it has got two Swedish students who are out hiking. And um, it names them Axel and Isaac. I don't know if that's real or not. Yeah. Um, but they're in the woods. And apparently they've been traveling around for miles and they come across a staircase in a clearing that's apparently miles from anywhere. Uh, and as you would expect, they're both really puzzled. One wants to climb the stairs and the other one doesn't. So you can guess that they just went with their own whims. So one yeah. of them did climb up. And he says the time when um, he reaches the top and there's a blood-curdling shrill scream which was sufficient to make them flee the scene. Eventually, they stopped running, recovered their breath, and someone put a hand on Axel's shoulder. Assuming it to be Isaac, he glanced backwards. Isaac stood behind him at a considerable distance, much too far to be within the arm's reach of him. Whoever or whatever was responsible for the touch, Axel recalled it felt cold. So basically, in that short description, they again, they find a staircase. One of them climbs it, the other one doesn't there's a horrible shrill screaming noise they run away and someone touches him that's a bit what i'm like when i'm in ikea yeah <laughs> <laughs> i always feel the cold hand of yeah usually my wife of the dime bar um so that's but that wow. is a, a a reference from sweden so we've kind of got sweden we've got america roswell and another part of america yeah and look who knows whether this you know even is real but i love the idea of it and what i like what i like about it is i mean the image as soon as as soon as you mention it the image is so strong isn't it it's just that thing of surreal objects or things completely out of place you know mm. and it's almost like a, a sci-fi trope isn't it where you've got the kind of door in the woods you know what I mean? And you open it and you go through into a portal. So, I mean, that's what's quite interesting about it. Um, the cliched way of doing it would be just a door, wouldn't it? But yeah. The stairs is, I think, is even more surreal than finding a kind of door in the woods, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because the doors in the wood, a door doesn't, it's not very threatening in a way. A lot of kids have been like during lockdown have been putting like little fairy doors into right. nooks and crannies in in trees and it's a it's kind of like a little just a charming thing yeah. and you would expect like a little tiny fairy door a little fairy behind it nothing too threatening about that although we have spoken about how evil fairies can be but a massive human-sized staircase yeah and i think the creepiest thing about it is this description of the carpet that's that is weird well it, it's also because the door it's almost like you've got a barrier to open or close so that feels like a certain protection of choice doesn't it yeah but uh, just that feeling of you know when you were describing the first poster on reddit going up the stairs and standing at the top 
you know, just these stairs in the middle of a wooded area, you'd feel really vulnerable at the top of there, wouldn't you? You know, let alone any weirdness going on, just being on a staircase. In yes. That, you know, vertigo images coming in my mind. You know, you would feel tense and unsafe. So there is something more unsafe about it being a staircase than a door, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think things in the middle of the woods themselves are also quite... I don't know if frightening is the word, but um, I, I, this is by no means um, supernatural or paranormal, but there's a wood that I take my dog for a walk in. And in the middle of... So it's in Wiltshire. And in the middle of this woods, if you go tramping, and it's not even on an established path, it's just a path I happen to know, you come across a vehicle inspection bay and you know a concrete one and the reason being if you didn't know why it was there you go that's weird but the reason it's there is because it's a whole army training area and one of the exercises they do is take land rovers through the woods and then learn how to repair them away from a garage or whatever um, not that you'd have an inspection <laughs> ramp if you were, in, you know, in the desert, but apparently it's how they train people to um, maintain Land Rovers out in the wilds, and that's, you know, that is what it's there for. It's it's not marked as that. I just know it because I know people that live around there and they know what they're for. You see them in various other places around Wiltshire as well. But I do. I always find it creepy when I get there because it's not just the out of placeness, which is strange in itself, but it's that sort of like is there anybody there is yeah. there somebody and you look down and sometimes you like see a crisp packet or whatever and you're like well it's like evidence of other humans that have been there and if you're sort of going on a big dog romp and you think there's no one else around there it's like a reminder that you're never that far from other people i don't i don't really know how to describe it but i think it's odd and so that sort of coming across a perfectly manicured set of stairs um way 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 away from human habitation i think that is just creepy when you were talking about the story it was reminded me a little bit of the that story recently with the monolith that was appearing oh yeah which i think was an artist wasn't it and then then it, it almost became a thing but you know just that in itself is weird is is weird but you it's easy to write that off because you go, well, there's that connection with 2001, and it's you know it was almost obvious that that was a, a spoofy story. But the stairs is yeah, wow, okay. I know the the bit the skeptic in me. It's bothering me that the fa- lack of photographic mm-hmm. evidence yeah. is bothering me because you you would. And then you might say, well, no, they've been told not to share it, but then this guy's on Reddit giving kind of tons of details. Uh, you know, although having said that, my, <laughs> I had an experience in the woods when I was in Canada where uh, we were camping and we were all we were cooking up a barbecue and a grizzly bear turned up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, my family, we were in an RV and my family were in the RV and I thought, oh, if they come out now, they're going to walk straight into a bear. So I ran to warn them and, of course, so I was kind of going diagonal but it was almost towards the bear and then the bear just charged me and I managed to get into the RV 
And I told my wife about it, and I said, oh, my God, there's a bear, bear. And we saw it go past and go off. And she was going, go outside, take a photo, take a photo. Because we hadn't seen a bear. And I had my camera. I had a little digi- a digital camera, and I went out. <laughs> and my hand was shaking so much, I couldn't get a focus. I turned it on, and my hand was shaking so much, I then turned it off. By the time I'd managed to actually get it stable, the thing had gone, you know what I mean? But... So I can see why maybe there isn't photographic evidence, but it, it you know, I don't know. It's just coming across them so often. If it's a thing, yeah, which it sounds like it's the thing, you kind of feel it would have leaked out a bit more. But it, it, so it is intriguing, though. It's one of those, isn't it? It's a bit. I feel a little bit like we've talked about Jeff, the talking mongoose, and other bits like it's one of those stories where. It's such an intriguing image and an intriguing concept that even just talking about it from a conceptual point of view is interesting enough, even if there is yeah. doubt over its validity. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, look, if anyone listening has seen anything odd in the woods, not just staircases, but something so obviously out of place that it's frightened you or made you feel weird, I'd like to know about it because I do think it's an intriguing thing. But the the, the sort of the dark side of those staircases is these it's these disappearances yeah and, and there's no doubt they are real i mean it's not just david politis or this guy talking about it it you know it's a it's a fact it's not you know they, they can be proven fact they are proven fact um <laughs> we talked earlier about the the documentary on the missing 411 which i've seen the your poster's description of the disappearance of the boy and the finding of the boy there are a lot of similarities in that story now that could mean there is some connection or it could be it's been influenced mm-hmm. by the 411 if it is if it is a work of of, of fiction purporting to be genuine because mm-hmm. there there was a lot about the body being found somewhere else, the the lack of mark. I don't think they found a body in from my memory in the four one one thing, but I think a trainer or something was found fifteen miles away from when the boy from where the boy disappeared. But the description of how the boy disappeared seemed quite similar. Yeah. So there was a lot of synergies between that story in the the four one one documentary and what your poster has put in there. There are differences. But like I said, that could that could mean well, that might mean we're onto a thread of something, or it's been fiction that's been influenced by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. Yes, yeah. Some of those four one stories are yeah terrifying. Um, but there is there is something about if you look at the core elements of you know it it's a, a wood especially when you're quite isolated on your own, whether it's daytime or nighttime, but especially nighttime. It's such a scary, surreal place anyway, isn't it? And there's weird noises and other stuff going on. And the more I think about it, just, you know, having that in that environment and then coming round a corner and just seeing a perfect staircase with what you said, white carpet, which yeah. just that would... That, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah, it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, we, we will never know. We will never know what this is. But if I have to go with anything, I think I think I'm think i going with the alien connection is, is where I'm 
I'm going with this. Yeah, well, I, I, well, the two things, I think the alien connection makes sense. I do some kind of Philadelphia experiment time thing mm-hmm. comes to my mind as well. You know, that, um, yeah, I think your screen memory thing with the UFO, maybe some kind of cloaking device, you know, you interpreting some way of getting out of the craft as just a, a random staircase could could make sense. So we know mm-hmm. from chats that we've had with people like Ruth Roper Wild, mm-hmm. who collates ghost stories, that you know, there is this thing where you maybe you can't process what you're seeing, so you try and make sense of it in a way that makes sense to you. But yeah, we all know from, you know, dreams and our subconscious, we make sense of things in quite surreal ways anyway in that scenario don't we we don't yeah we don't always go because you kind of go well you just see a tree wouldn't you or they'd make it look like a tree but your brain just you know i'm seeing something weird and bizarre i'm gonna place something weird and bizarre in that spot yeah yeah and and maybe this is also further proof like whether it is alien connected or not that yeah to build on what you were saying it's like um Maybe we don't perceive reality as it is, and the only way that we could perceive whatever these things are is our brain filling in a staircase. Um, it's very, um, it's very David Lynch, isn't it? It is very. It's David very Lynch, Twin yeah. Peaks. I yeah, was you're thinking right. Twin Peaks a lot while you were talking about it. Although uh, David Lynch would probably have, you know, somebody in uh, in overalls uh, hoovering it. <laughs> that, yeah. that'd be quite surreal. <laughs> just hoovering the stairs that would be an incredible art project to do wouldn't it yeah yeah that would freak out some people yeah it's fascinating though fascinating again like i said with jeff it's one of those where you go oh i just yeah i do hope they exist some some bit of me hopes they exist and i could see one yeah agreed i'm not well there's a question would you we said earlier we would walk up it i'm not sure i would actually now thinking about it I'd probably throw something up it. Yeah, yeah. Or try, or try and encourage a squirrel to go. <laughs> chuck the nut up there. Chuck the nut up there, Ben. What were you doing this weekend? I was trying to persuade a squirrel to go up a paranormal staircase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. We just had a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're nuts. Uh, that's, oh, a, that's a bad joke. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, we should probably leave it there. Excellent. Well, that was uh, very intriguing. And yeah, if any, I'll tell you what, well, let's broaden it out for people out there. If you are, um, go and get in contact with us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook at TQM Podcast. Uh, same on uh, Twitter. Go uh, to let us know if you have any stories, not necessarily staircases in the in the woods, but what is the weirdest thing that you've come across yeah. in the woods, you know, dogging tails aside. But, um, yeah, let us know. And we will uh, we'll be back next week with a, another great episode of The Quantum Mechanics. See you then. Bye. the quantum mechanics.